Matt, stop trying to impress Emily. <laughs> Why am I trying to impress Emily? <laughs> Emily, can you, you uh, Emily, I want to you see have... your smile, and David's in the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, David. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of cute. Are you trying to get him away from the computer? Is well, that I, what you're I like, doing? I like, I want to see Emily's reaction because that'll influence how I attack you. Yeah, you're, Girl, you're like, you. this is the most energy Dalton's had in like three weeks. I, I didn't, I didn't. Snickers. That and I also didn't take a nap today, so like oh, my payday. It's on the counter. I'm excited for that. No, no, no. Emily bought me a payday. He likes his oh. old man candy. Excuse yeah, me. That, it really is an old man candy. Can we talk about that for a minute? Payday, bro, is the best thing. You know what is the best Snickers in the world though? The there's uh, different kind of Snickers. Peanut butter Snickers. That shit is to die for. Sounds disgusting, dude. No, 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 no. You literally, you can't knock it till you try it. Do you guys like peanut brittle? That's also an old man candy. Do you like peanut brittle? That's not what I asked. Do you like peanut brittle? Candy though. You know why I don't like peanut brittle? Why? Gives me gas. You know what I was thinking the other day? What if I just like really had (laughs) gas? And I just got a funnel, and I took the gas. Wait, wait, wait. And you, wait, I think we had the same thought, and well, you farted it. Into the car. Into the car, yes. Oh, why can't we use human gas for car gas? Yeah, why can't you just, like, maybe, like, mix it with some water or something and just hope for the best? I think it's it, like, called okay, diarrhea. Wait, so you fart. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. You fart in water, okay, and then you put it in a painter thing, and you, you, you know how, they, like, the, it swirls the paint around? And you put that thing with, and it swirls out the, the fart in the water. It becomes a gas. And you heat it up so the gas rises. The fart is already a gas. Push it in there. Why Why do you need to separate the gas to make it a gas again? Because you want to mix it with the water so it's a little thicker. But you're then, what? No, then you're separating it again. That no, makes it's no called, sense. It's called thick gas. But you know Matthew. why I think this is a bad idea? Because you're not scientific enough? No. Do you guys remember when people started using uh, like oil as like for fuel for their car? Like they would use, or it wasn't oil, it was like food waste. You know what I'm oh, talking like about? They would use trash. The yes. And they did it Compass. in Robin Big. And I remember they were going to like try it out. And I remember they got, they went to some fast food restaurant and they started using a, a bunch of that stuff. And they said it smelled like fries. Like it smelled like the fast food while they were driving. That's dope. So could you imagine doing that, but with human gas and it just smelled like stinky butt everywhere you go? <laughs> you probably get accustomed to it, you know, so you never know if someone farted. Honestly, my help. No, the because world. you're literally. It's natural. Wi- you're well. willingly Dutch ovening yourself. It's natural though. Hmm. So less smog. Absolutely we'll have, not. We'll have far dog, far dog, like fart smog, far <laughs> dog. Can we go an episode without Dalton making a new word? No, <laughs> never. Far <laughs> no. dog. All right, hold on. Before we get into all of that, David, roll the intro. David, roll the intro, please. Yeah, you can start now. No, 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 David. And, and now. Now. now roll it <laughs> i'm drum i'm drummer <laughs> all right we're back everybody week number 19 one nine guys that's a number away from 20. That if is, you do 10 plus 9, what do you get, Matt? 19. 19, guys. All right. Now that we've covered the lesson that Dalton had in class today, as always, I'm Drum. And I, me, I'm Drummer. And we're your hosts for this podcast. And Dalton, we've got a very, very special guest that's near and dear to, to David's heart. and Not ours, just David's. Well, she's near and dear to my heart. But okay. She, you and her have some issues. We do. That we can settle later. We do. All right. We're, 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 we're going through a rough patch Our right special now. guest. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Emily Rodriguez. 
See, why does nobody make fun of him when he does shit like that? And I do it. <laughs> it and everybody... sounds cool on the podcast. What? Thank you. It does. does it really? You yeah, like it? I like it. Oh, feedback. Feedback. Okay. I feel like Stop. I'm way that was terrible. Hold on. Hold on. You like the noise that he made or you like the sting that I made? Oh, please made. answer this right. Oh my God. I'm going to be an idiot. This is the big test. <laughs> A what? Like, do you think that Matt does that all with his voice? Matt makes the noises. I thought Dalton makes the noises. When it goes Dalton's 30, 30, 30 second review. No, I know that's an edit. But okay. there's a couple of things that Dalton does just like while you guys are talking and it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. What See? about Matt? I didn't never notice when Matt does it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, oh, I think I might need a week to recover from that. You think we can take next week off? I think we I think apparently we so. Everything's canceled. You're not yeah, wrong. We're gonna cancel next week's podcast because of the coronavirus. Well, actually, <laughs> Dalton, do you have some some news you want to share with our audience today about how you might have literally found patient zero? <laughs> not <laughs> patient like one thousand something. No, 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 patient zero in the San Dimas area, specifically your school district. Oh, um, yeah. So the school I work at, apparently, one of the kids in a certain building had a fever and a cough. And my school went above and beyond, which I really don't think was called for. But they went crazy and they're like, oh, my God, we need to take that kid back home. So I was like, oh, OK. Like, yeah. So they're t- like texting people around, letting us know that they're going to be tra- they're, they're setting back transportation, that none of our kids can leave until, you know, the van comes back and they can disinfect it. I'm like, OK, so I get a call by from the guy who, d- who runs transportation. He goes, hey, Dalton, uh, listen, man, like, can I get the keys to your van? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't know why you need it, but okay. So I, I get the keys, and I walk it over to him and stuff. And he said, all right, uh, so, you know, just uh, I'll bring it back to you later. And I was like, okay. So apparently they used that student and put him in my van with all the other kids that were in, in the same room as him and, let's say, infected. Let's just use that term. And so they were all in my van, and it took them 45 minutes to go there and back. So I was the last one to leave with all my kids. All my kids were stuck watching, like, Wally or something in another room. Wally? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, that's kind of a tough movie to watch when you think about what's going on, you know? Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you put it that way. I don't think the kids thought about it that way, though. Right, well, I hope not. So did you have to drive that van to take your kids home? Yeah, well. Did they disinfect it The van finally came back, and then I walked up, and I got all my kids together, and one of the ladies comes up running with Clorox wipes, and she just starts cleaning the whole van in front of the kids. And the kid's like, what's wrong with the van? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. Nothing's wrong with the van, guys. Don't worry about it. And so, I mean, we got to take the kids home. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I feel okay right now. You know, I feel normal. Takes five days to find symptoms. All right. Well, let's not start that, Miss Nurse. And you guys, so I understand there's a lot of uh, fear. I think that's the right word. Going around specifically, you know, in the European countries and and Asia. Like there's a lot of people out there that are really worried. Emily's roommate actually is from Asia. Oh, I heard you mentioning that earlier. Yeah. She went to Spain for a spring break trip on her own, not through the school or anything. Litty titties. Um, Yeah. So, but Trump just put that travel ban on any flights from europe to the u.s so she oh, might shit. be stuck there for the next month she's taking a month-long oh. vacation now. there you go hey mm. the time you accidentally got stuck in spain that's yeah. kind of that's wild scary dude. and fun at the yeah. same time can you imagine just like not being able to go back home for a whole month like okay but i'm assuming like if she has to you know stay there her parents are gonna help her like get well, housing that's what I assume, and all that but stuff there's you can like he's letting flights from the uk in 
So she's got to find a way is, to the UK. Yeah, her best in? bet's to find a way to the UK and then come in. Why specifically to the UK? It's because they're, they're the only place that's testing. That's that hasn't been. There's no cases there yet. Oh, so but now everybody that's infected know. from Spain is <laughs> just gonna they're go like, to well, the we UK. Well, want to go home, we gotta go to another place yeah. that's not infected, yeah. infect them, and then go. There you go. Exactly. Got it. That's well, a you guys, Emily is. She's more than Dalton's friend and David's sister. She's your arch nemesis. And more than my arch nemesis that points out all my greatest insecurities that I didn't know I had. She's kind of like a medical professional. So I figured, Dalton, let's just let's just ask her some questions. Okay, so you know, start with coronavirus. Oh my god. <laughs> what well, no. Ease in. Ease in, bro. Foreplay. Right. So I scraped my knee the other day. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, first of all, I'm not a medical professional. I'm still a student. Even so, better. It's the same shit. <laughs> We're going to put a lot of people's minds at ease. Do people need to worry about the coronavirus? If you are 65 and older, I would say yes. <laughs> okay. You're an infant or immunocompromised, meaning like cancer. You can't get vaccines for some reason. I would be worried. So all the anti-vaxxers should be just shaking in their boots? They should go vaccinate their children, yes. Uh, yes, okay. All right. Wait, but, does that mean... Wait. Was I vaccinated as a child? I, yes. Well, I actually, I don't know because every time I went with you to the doctors, you remember what would happen? We would go to the doctors for Dalton. I always <laughs> you hated this, this so much. <laughs> We'd be at home and my mom would be like, all right, Dalton, you have a doctor's appointment for this day. And I'd be, oh, sweet. Do I, mom? Like, no, you're like up to date with everything. You're good. You're good. Don't worry about you're, it. You're good, sweetie. I'm like, okay, thanks, mom. Right? Day comes. You know, we all pile in the car. We drive over to see Dr. Jubashi and we get out. We go, we visit the doctor for whatever reason. I've literally never seen you get a shot. She checks Dalton for everything. And then she like looks at me and then she looks at my mom. She goes, you know what? Since Matt's here, let me just go check his files without a fucking doubt. dude. E no, literally every, every time. time. There, every time. There was new vaccines that were made that my age group had to get. So Dalton's sitting there with his lollipop after getting like the stick stuck down his throat and he cried and I'm getting stuck with needles on both arms. All this stuff every fucking there time, dude. Time, there was one time where Matthew had to end up getting the tetanus shot. He's like, oh, we, he needs to get the tetanus shot. I think mom might have done this on purpose just to trick you into going. Uh-huh. Because you, didn't, you, were, you were so scared of shots. And yeah, that like was like a, like a 10 minute prep for Matthew. My mom... Matthew's like, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. And mom's <laughs> like, honey, it's okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And she's trying to talk to him and tell him, like, he's going to get a shake after. He's going to be great. And so <laughs> Dr. Jabashi comes back in, and <laughs> that needle is fucking huge. Big, and I'm dude. like, yo, how is that going to fit in your arm, dog? <laughs> like, that thing is huge. So I remember Matthew seeing going, Mom, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> the whole time. And he's like squeezing and like waiting for it. And he cried like a little baby. But I mean, you got, you got a shake out of it. No, do you remember the the when, I don't know if you were there actually. There was one time mom and I had to go for something. And there was that kid, a big old like 10-year-old. He was already like five. Yes, four, yes, yes. Big fat white kid. And I remember I had to go to the bathroom. So I open the door and it's just this long hallway. It probably has like, you know, six um, rooms or whatever. And then the, the bathroom's at the end of the hall. I open up the door and I just see this door swing open. This kid comes screaming and he's big old white kid come running down the hallway. Dr. Jubashi is this frail old little old lady. And then the guy's dad, the kid's dad was like running after him. And he's crying. He's like, no, I don't want to get the shot. 
blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? So I kind of like move to the side. I go to the bathroom. I do my business. I come back out. And, you know, about 10 minutes later, that kid was in the room I was going to go into. So he comes out and they're getting the room prepped. So I'm sitting there and he comes in. He sits down right next to me. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, w- w- when you get the tetanus shot, ask for a bigger needle because it doesn't hurt as bad. And I'm like, oh, okay. I had had the tetanus shot like two years before. And like, you know, I may have cried a little bit, but I didn't go running down you the hallway. Bitch. I didn't go running down the hallway. <laughs> no, you didn't. Mama told me just sit there and cry. <laughs> Don't you run anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coronavirus. Where were you before this? As a 25-year-old. She was talking about not getting vaccines. Yeah. Okay, White so me. Male, Am I okay? Do I need fine. to worry? If you get it, you will recover. I will recover? Yeah. You don't need said, to worry for your own well-being. My own well-being. But I can spread it. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So is that like the biggest, like why everybody's being like quarantined is just so it doesn't spread? Yeah, because it's airborne, meaning I can cough or sneeze right now. And if I'm infected, it will sit in the air. And even like a day after I leave, you guys can still get infected by it. It said like if it's on the surface, it can stay on the surface for 12 days. Wow. And then symptoms won't show for five days. So I can have the coronavirus right now. Hang out with all of you guys. Go to the store. Go to a concert. Go to the mall. Go Mm. home. And five days later, everyone that I've been in contact with has the potential of getting coronavirus. Damn. What's what's the is there like a a percentage of. How many people will like get it if they're like exposed to exposed it? to it? That I do not know. I'd have to look it up. But I know the death rate for the coronavirus right now is like two percent. It went up to three point four. Three point four. Which is that more than the flu now? The flu is point one percent. Oh shit. Yeah. So I mean, you're just as likely to get the flu or the coronavirus. The thing with this is that it presents as the flu. So you don't. So what's know. what's the difference then between the flu and the coronavirus? I mean, I know obviously coronavirus is more deadly, but like, what's what's the yeah, big difference? I got you. The coronavirus yeah. is in Corona. Oh, it started there, huh? I thought that was the case when I first heard about Yo, it. Did back, you really? Back in like December or January, Rachel's the one that told me, and I was like, "All right, I mean, you're fine, right? You don't live in <laughs> Corona in anymore." You have that, and she was like, "That's not what it means." <laughs> started in Wuhan, China, Wuhan. from bats. From bats? Yeah. So what's like... Ace Ventura, dude. So you still still get the cough. You still get like a fever. But like what's... Is it it just longer lasting? Is that what it is? Um, It kind of like turns into SARS. We don't have antibodies for it. Yeah, we don't have antibodies for it. We don't have a vaccine for it. I'd have to look. Anyone? Oh, my phones are here. Something. It's okay. It's okay. You don't if, have to. No, if, I need to if know. If any of her professors are listening, fail her. I doubt they're listening. They're all trying to make our classes okay, online. Well, fuck you, Emily. Yeah, that's um, the other thing. Do you see all of the colleges yeah, are starting? I just got, I got, um, it's severe acute respiratory syndrome. There you go. Thank you. Um, oh, see, so if you have like asthma and shit, it just fucks it up more. Like bronchitis. Mm-hmm. Like bronchitis. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I got an email from Cal State Fullerton and they were saying that by the end of March, everybody's going to be completely um, online. My classes are. Are you going to be home? No. Why? I still have to work. Oh my God. Why you don't? No, you don't. Yes, I do. You don't even have a job. Uh, I work at a gym, actually. <laughs> have you not seen my gym? No, I haven't. Shout out to Point Loma Sports Club. Shaddy Towdy. <laughs> oh, hey, cut that shit out. No, there's only means, one gym that, that means we Towdy. get like Shaddy Towdy's baby. Four more listeners when she goes back and goes, "Hey, you should check out this podcast." Okay, cut it, cut out me being a. Being a no, right, don't right, cut so. that shit out. Sorry, David. guys. Shouty Tati from Love you guys. The parents love me there. I'm the child care manager. <laughs> you? Yes. She's great with kids. How do you like that? It's fun. I only 
only work um, Monday through Thursday from 5 to 7.30. <laughs> 5, 5 a.m. or 5 p.m.? p.m. Oh. Okay, that's cool. Dude, they're, re- they're really asking a lot from her to work two hours. Whoa. You want two, <laughs> two and, and a half. half. Excuse two me. and a half, Excuse Matt. Me. Whoa, sorry. You really need to respect that, okay? Excuse me. Sorry, you had to see that. But schools, the music festivals got pushed back. The NBA just suspended the rest of their season. That's honestly when it was like I was on my way here. I was thinking, I was like, at what point do we like legitimately start to get worried about it, right? And I think it's just because the NBA is something I follow, right? Like it's it finally like hit somewhat close to home. Tom Hanks has coronavirus. I just saw that. Jess literally just told me that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I hope he's all right. How old is he? Is he in the clear, Emily? I think he should be worried. He should be worried? All right. Well. Whoa, really? Yeah. Hey, you're dropping chocolate. My dog should be worried because you're going to fucking kill them. And another piece, Point Loma parents trust you with their children. Ew, and you ate it off the floor? Well, they... um, Jesus Christ. They weren't going to cancel the season, right? They were just going to play with no spectators? They were going to play without athletes. But then one... uh, Like right now, uh, the Golden State Warriors and I think uh, OKC, they're like quarantined inside that stadium because one of the players that didn't travel with the team was tested as positive for coronavirus. So now they're afraid that anybody that's been exposed to him might be, you know, at risk. So, but, you know, hopefully everything's okay. I don't know, you guys. Let's just uh, take better care of your hygiene. I wash my hands so hard. Listen you don't to that need song? to buy toilet paper and water from the store. Just buy soap. Just buy soap. Yeah. What? That's. I was in my head. I was like, why are people what? buying toilet paper? Dude, yeah. No, seriously. Right. I'm like, I, so, thought, I thought one of the symptoms was like diarrhea. Did you diarrhea. find out why? Did you no, find why? Out? Okay, so apparently... It has, so you know how people are wearing the mask? So that toilet paper specifically has uh, like the fiber or something in it. Like you can breathe it like a mask. So it's just something they can use each time they go out. You can bring the toilet paper, put it around their face, and then they can go out. That's basically why. That's crazy. Emily doesn't agree with it. The medical Honestly, professional doesn't agree with it. I was told that by it. somebody, but if a medical professional doesn't believe me, then she's probably right, and I'm probably wrong, <laughs> and I will completely admit it. So if you cut your dick in half, <laughs> Good okay, mm-hmm. completely split like a banana split, right? Uh-huh. If you try to make the sound, do you, stitch, <laughs> do you stitch it back together, or would you have to like? Or do like, you just call it a lost cause at that? Are we point? talking a half? Like this is it standing up and you split it down this way? Penis fully oh. erect. Or for like, for those who are from, listening, where she you, held. Where you cut the head off? No, not not just the head. No, I the want head this over to the like. The, so from the head to the ure- like to the bottom the to the balls. The so like from the pee pee hole, like the along uterus. that line. Yeah, you could sew that back up. You could sew that back up and it'll still work. Isn't that a good job? <laughs> I think so. Because you got to think about it. Because like also, like you can't get a boner when you when you have like a fully erect. Penis. Have you not seen the new? Wait wait wait, wait 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 wait. You can't get wait, a boner okay, David, when you yes, have you, a fully erect you caught penis. A grammar issue. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay, but what I'm saying is that's why he said it. <laughs> if you have staples or staples or stitches. I mean, I don't think you want staples in your penis, right? Maybe stitches? stitches. I think if you've already sliced it in half, staples are going to be the least of your problem. Mm-hmm. I know. I just don't know if I would want that. Just don't. But then you can't get a boner don't, ever. What, what are you thinking? Not ever. Just what are you thinking of doing it's that's going to put you in potential of slicing your dick down the middle? Nothing. I just thought that was a question I always wanted answered. Have you ever yeah. been straight cast? What does that mean? That's when they stick a tube down oh, the penis to your blah, blah, blah. bladder. And they like get urine. Like they were trying to do that to my okay, brother. I thought you were talking about cold to your rocks, brother. Yeah, cold when rocks, he uh, went into the for oh, the alcohol, alcohol poisoning. Yeah, <laughs> they kept they they're Did like, oh, we them? need a we need a straight cath him because he's like obviously unconscious, like peeing all over himself. 
So me and my mom stepped out and it was like an hour. Did they and do so it? And so finally we came back. They're like, no, nah, he wouldn't let us. He wouldn't let us do it. He kept like pushing it off or my pulling God, it out. Go. Got some dignity. There you go. I'll just piss okay. all over myself. I thought you were talking about sounding rods. <laughs> a real man. Do you know what sounding rods are? No. So sounding rods are little, basically just little rods. And you put them into the, into the tip of the penis and push it all the way down. And basically you like flick it, put a vibra- vibrator on it. All these little things and then to make your dick sensitive and so it like makes you like it holds back your cum so then once you finally come you come super hard once that thing is out oh that's and painful. they have different sizes they're called sounding rods it's pretty cool mm, please no, this, this one's to get your sadly this this yeah, does to hold everything in this yeah. does kind of lead into i was looking at i was looking up stuff for sex Force corner and i did find something that kind of revolves around this let me see if i can find it all right come to the right place for all your sex questions all those deep burning desires that you just need the answers to you've come to the right place we've got our sex ask him your questions he's got answers this is Dalton Sexpert Carter <sighs> <laughs> All right, so while it doesn't have to do with sex, it's still like a really interesting uh, situation to be in that you two should have a good time with. So, hey, I always have a good time. So, what happened is you know what I say? This guy, yes, what do you say? It's a good time. All right. (laughs) So, this guy, and it actually works having Emily here too to get a female perspective on it because Andy obviously doesn't say anything, so he's He's also a guy, so. Maggie, what, what's your perspective hey, on You this? leave her out of this. She's an innocent soul. Miles used to hump this shit out of her. I know, dude. Fucking horny-ass bastard. So this guy, 20 years old, male, went out partying with a few of his friends, and he just he like came home wasted. Just like wasted beyond belief. Okay. And he lived with his girlfriend, and when he came home, his friends put him to bed. So like it was all good. His girlfriend was in the other room, in like the living room or whatever. She had two or three of her friends over. They were doing a movie night. He ends up throwing up on himself. And when his girlfriend comes to check up on him, she sees the puke. She sees that he's like throwing up all over. So she decides, all right, we need to get him cleaned up. We're going to, we need to, I need to give him a bath and clean him all up. So her and her friends get him into the bathroom, take all his clothes off and give him a bath. Like scrubbing with the sponge, like scrubbing every story before, like scrubbing everything (laughs) with the sponge bath. (laughs) Yeah, you have. (laughs) So he, he was semi-conscious at the time and half aware of what was happening, but he couldn't move. He mumbled stop and no a few times, but doesn't think they really heard and was just overall humiliated to be naked in front of all of his girlfriend's friends. And so they washed him, put him to bed, put a blanket on him, no clothes. He woke up the next day naked and immediately just like was super embarrassed and just and and angry. And so the friends had stayed over the night. He goes into the room. They start like kind of like giggling with each other making him feel self-conscious and one of them compliments him and says that he's handsome. And so he gets pissed. He says that he's not okay with what they did and they all get mad at him and they say, no, we were helping you. We like, you were puking. You were in a state of disarray. We needed to get you done. And he goes, well, no, he says, well, no, if anything, just only my girlfriend should have helped. And they just keep arguing with them. So he gets, he just finally leaves and goes to a friend's house and the girlfriend comes over and still says that, they all needed to do it. It couldn't just be her. And, okay, and so I, I have a couple of questions. Does it say how tall this guy is in comparison to his significant other? He's um, four. 
He is five eleven. He does. He does say that. Five eleven. He says, "I am five eleven and one thirty eight pounds." My girlfriend. Are you thirty eight? Wow. He's a skinny motherfucker. He's a tiny motherfucker. And my girlfriend is five seven and one twenty four. Oh yeah, he. Oh. Yeah, she could do that herself. I don't. I mean, I don't really have an opinion either way. Like it is what it is. At the end of How the day. How would you? Feel? I honestly don't think I would care. Okay, like, let me let me put myself in his shoes. Oh, I'm so drunk. Oh my god. Too cold myself. I do want to say he is very okay. bothered by it, and he's very broken up. And he he mentions like he's like, do I go to the the campus police? Like, do I? But but, but did I can okay? I I can see it from both sides. Like I can understand him being like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. But at the same time, like I would feel more like grateful because you can I, die doing that. Yes, yeah, throwing up on yourself. Like I, if you're like Matthew said, like. He told me if you lay on your back going to sleep and you throw up, you can die. Especially if you're that fucking drunk. Well, no, it doesn't seem like he was in any trouble. It was just like he threw up and then just continued sleeping. And then his girlfriend came in at some point and was like, oh, God, you're all disgusting. Yeah. And then uh, there's no way to. I don't know. I I honestly. Okay. Well, here the girlfriend's trying to help. Right. Yeah. Awesome. That's how that's how that should go. The girlfriend should help. Was it right that she used other like another girl to like wash her man off? I mean, if the girl is able, like her girlfriend is able to help her girl, other girl, to do that what? and take care of her guy. I have no. Hold on, start. Over. That would make sense. Nelson, hold on, start. I really have no idea what the fuck you're I'm trying thinking. to say. I'm thinking. Okay, think in your head. Okay, so let me say this again. So if you're passed out drunk and you can't talk, you can't move, you puked all over yourself. Obviously, you're not going to be able to sleep in that bed. You should definitely be taken care of because you can't do it yourself so your girlfriend that's there should be the one to help you but you're also a lot taller you know i think it would be more appropriate if the girlfriend was like okay help me take him to the bathroom i can do the rest yeah that's what i was gonna say that's definitely more understanding but also if they're if the girl and her friend are very close you know I, i don't see that being as much of a problem Honestly, I'd just be like, guys, thank you for taking care of me. Yeah, I would I would be the I same. I would be embarrassed, that. but from the sense of like I got that wasted and all of you guys had to take care of me. You know, I agree. It'd be the same thing where like if that ever happened, I would hope that it would be like they all take me into the bathroom and then maybe take my shirt and pants off and I'm in my underwear and then at that point when he's like, Hey, I got it from here and then just wrestles me into the tub and moves me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the way to handle it. But Definitely also more too, like, appropriate for sure. Like that kind of sucks from the friend standpoint of like, you know, giggling at him when he walks in. Like obviously he feels like shit, you know, and any guy's going to take is like every guy thinks he has a small penis. Like I don't care who he is. Every guy, yeah. you know, and he's like, obviously. you know, like, oh, like, you know, then he's automatically going to take it like that, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like. You guys know how I get when I get drunk. Like when I wake up the next day, I think I pissed everybody off and, you know, everyone's mad at me. So it's like I'm you're going to be self-conscious regardless, but I think it was mishandled by both parties. Yeah, you always get kind of self-conscious I after do. that. Do you do you ever have like a moment where like even even for you like after you like, yeah, after New Year's? <laughs> <laughs> after after just like a, a night of drinking and like you get you get drunk, you don't pass out, you don't get crazy, but you get drunk. Do you ever like like, have any regrets or have any moments where you're like, oh, I should have done that. Do you overthink it? I black out every time I drink, so I don't know what happens. Do you really? That All doesn't gas. sound right. All gas, no breaks. There we I go. I really do. What did you take on the situation? 
Yeah, I should think if you need help getting him into the bathroom, then yeah, but she should have taken over by the time they started bathing him and everything. I feel like, yeah, yeah. that's so a little... because I wouldn't want my friend seeing my boyfriend naked. Yeah. yeah. Like, so do you guys think he's justified in being angry? Because if you think about it, what if it was a bunch of guys doing this to a girl? That was that's exactly. like the big thing. Yeah. Then it's different. Like, very different. Then yeah. it's a whole another situation, but it should be the same either way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I exactly. agree. I, I think there's a lot of miscommunication between the couple. And I think that like the second the bathing happened, everybody except the significant other should That's have been in there. That's just too intimate. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And there's too vulnerable for that poor guy, man. He can't even know what the fuck's going on. So yeah, that's the sex work corner. Thanks. Sex work corner. All right, everybody. We have some breaking news. Uh, there's going to be some changes here at the Drum and Drummer podcast. Don, we've been going at this for how long All right, now? guys. We're breaking up. How, be honest. How, how long have we been going at Stop this now? Thank you so Dalton, much. how long have we been going at this now? 19 weeks, Matt. And during those 19 weeks, <laughs> during those 19 <laughs> weeks, we've learned a lot about each other, um, a lot about, you know, producing a podcast and, you know. And most of all, we learned a lot about friendship. A lot about friendship. So we are actually going to be taking a one-week hiatus. If anybody knows any better producers, please let us know. If um, anybody knows any better co-hosts, with the same last name of Drum, please so, let us know. Let us know, Matthew Drum, the one, we, the one guy we follow on Instagram. He's always in the ocean. But if you ever see us, or you ever hear <laughs> no, this podcast, first bro. First of all, his name is William Drum. William Drum, that's his name. There's this guy on Instagram. <laughs> his name is William Drum, and he's like some like professional photographer. Yeah. And I sent it to Dalton. Amazing like, photos too. Yeah, they're fucking sick. Go follow him yeah. at William Drum. At William Drum. Um, Shouty daddy to that guy. He all he's, he was like Ariana Grande's uh, photographer, but he takes like really really cool wildlife photos. And so I sent I found it and I sent it to Dalton. I was like, how does it feel to know that you're like the third coolest drum now? Yeah. And Dalton's like, what bitch? I'm second. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm, totally. I'm like, my why, why would I be second? I'd always be first. No, you're not cool. Papa drums number one. Yeah. It it goes well. It, he's second okay. now. It goes William drum because those pictures are fucking sick. And then it goes Papa drum, and then it goes me, and then Dalton. So you're fourth. You said I was third. Yeah, that was before I realized that I wasn't including dad in this. And there's, we, don't, we don't stack up to that. Oh. Anyways, so uh, we're actually going to take next week off. Uh, we're going to take some time to kind of sit down together, put our heads together, and just you know see any changes that we want to make, how we can make the podcast better. If you've listened to this, you know that the first episode was very different than the second episode. And the second episode is almost nothing like this episode. <laughs> and, and Whoa, whoa, whoa no, 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 no. Well, it's all been uphill since episode three. Yeah, I think... We all have a better idea of, of what we want out of this podcast. If you made it past through my teeth slurping, <laughs> swallowing, booger nose whistling episode of number three, uh, yeah. then you're in this for the long haul. At, we at, really at the end of the day, we, we've learned a lot and we want to know how to put it all together and make it more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cohesive cohesive thank you david that's also wasn't the word i was looking for but it worked better than what i was going to use <laughs> yeah, so we want to take some time to sit down and kind of you know uh put out our thoughts together maybe yeah. make this a little more structured than than what it is uh but still keep that feel of you know just hanging out and talking yeah so it'll, um, it'll only be a one-week hiatus like yeah. nothing crazy um but it's just gonna be enough time for us to get our heads together and figure out what we want to do yeah so uh don't freak out when next friday yeah no drum and drummer loving yeah it'll be a two-minute episode of you know I mean, we might still do a 30-second review for Dalton just for, for old time's sake because <laughs> we don't know if that's going to come back. 
Got to build this suspense. R.I.P. Lovely memory. R.I.P. Thirty seconds. But yeah, so we're gonna next week. There won't be an episode. There'll be a quick two minutes segment, um, and then just for you guys to listen, and then we'll get back at it. Uh, is it still technically week twenty when we come back, or that can be week nineteen point five? Nineteen point five. Cool. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. So week twenty will be just like uh, Lion King one and a half, the right. best Lion King episode. Honestly, it's it, so good. It I love really that one. is really good. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. It's time for second reviews with Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> That's the funniest part of the whole thing. This week on Dalton's thirty-second review, he is going to be talking about ink pens that have erasers. Emily, you want to start us off with the five-second count? Five, four, three. Two, one. All right. You guys ever been writing with a pen and you have to erase something, but you're like, shit, it's a pen. I can't erase anything because of the ink. But wait, there's called things called pen erasers. I only know them because I used them once in third grade. They've been on my mind ever since. I can't find them anywhere. I'm sure they're probably really easy to find, but I can't find them. But if you have them, use them, write something, and erase it. It's like writing with a pencil, but better because pens obviously are better than pencils because they don't break all the time. You know, they're, They last a little bit longer, and they're just a little bit better to use right and it's safer and it's more professional so use pen with the racer so you can erase while you're writing stuff so if you mess up it's okay how did you come up with that because i remember back in third grade i used a pen that had a oh, racer okay. on it. <laughs> I, put it, I put it a 30 second review you did yeah i just found them on amazon for 1373 so you're for search. one pen no no there's like six of them oh seven oh. of them so your search is done dude i got you yeah wow those are the best dude they never worked really well but they were cool Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're. What's the what's the people from uh from Rick and Morty? Um, Meeseeks. Hey, it's Mr. Meeseeks. Mr. Meeseeks, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's David in a nutshell. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Maggie. It's just a bunch of little David trying to teach you how to do things. <laughs> Dude, That's worse than a Meeseeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on our last episode, before we take a hiatus and figure out if we want to make this a segment, we have a new segment. It is all for our boy Matt Drum, who's been un- who's been underrepresented, upper re- underrepresented, <laughs> upper represented. What the fuck is the word? <laughs> underrepresented. Yeah, there you go. Or that un- one. Unrepresented. Underrepresented in the segment corner. And so for the record, this is not coming from me. This is coming from no. This is definitely coming from Matthew complaining to us for two weeks. This straight. is coming from me. I left a comment on the. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Apple this is, podcast. This is coming from. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Did you give us five star rating? did all right thank you i think she'd be the only person to give us like a three-star rating <laughs> honestly it would be you though out of anybody i feel like you would have done it okay she'd be like Sorry. that receding hairline that i can't see is really <laughs> pissing me off <laughs> it's grown in really well <laughs> thank you thank you emily i appreciate that i really just moved my part line from the side of my head to the top but <laughs> so this is called matt drum responds to people who know better than him And so Matt is a big self-help fan. He loves self-development and constantly improving yourself. And who better to learn from than these people that we're going to be talking about in these segments. And so today we are going to learn a little something from a master negotiator named Michael Scott. Michael Scott. For the record, Dalton says that I am Michael Scott all of the time. I do. 
I do. And it's funny because it's just whenever I picture Matthew in an office setting and he has I. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Sounds stupid. <laughs> so when Matthew's doing something and he's working for like five to ten minutes and he gets bored and no one's giving him attention, he needs to find it. <laughs> okay. He, he's going to he's going to find that attention whether you want him to or not. Right. So there'll be moments where, you know, Matthew's working and uh, he's in his room and I was in my room doing my own thing. And then you just feel someone staring at you <laughs> and you like look and it's just Matthew looking over there, like waiting for you to be like, oh, what's up, dude? And like you don't say it kind of like what Michael Scott does sometimes, you know, and then he'll like do something stupid to get your attention or like start a weird conversation or make stupid drama out of nothing because he wants your attention. This <laughs> is why Matthew is Michael Scott. And I, I stand by this because what I'm saying right now is fucking true. And he's not saying anything because it's fucking true. So this, these are the reasons why I think with him in an office setting where there's not a lot of attention going around and you have to actually do your work for more than 15 minutes. So Matthew's doing it for eight hours. Can you imagine the monster that brings out? Come on. That's the next Michael Scott. And then if he's in charge of people and all the people aren't really like his friend friend. Can you imagine how much that would scar Matthew and how he would have to be Michael Scott? I'm sorry, but I'm just proving hard-ass points, dog. Vibing hard right now. I really wish Ruben or Sean was here because that's not true at all. They don't know you like I do. What do you have to say about what he's saying when you guys are here at the house? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I, guarantee, I absolutely do all so of that. So you, you kind of agree that you have like a tendency to Michael Scott? When I'm around you, yes. Okay. So if you get comfortable around a group of employees— and you're in charge of them. You're not going to be a little Michael Scottish. No, not at all. Because there's I stuff think to get that's a done. fucking lie. I think you're a fucking liar. Dude, I'll just bring you to. I'll bring you to work with me one day. Bring your brother to work day. Yeah, dude, I'm down. It'd be all cool. Right. Everybody already knows about you, so yeah. Everybody apparently, just ask you a bunch of questions. Cool. I feel like he's just going to show up and they're oh, you're oh, dull. Yeah. I'm going to be the disappointment. They're like, oh, you're not as funny as they think you are. Like, yeah, I know I'm not as funny as Matthew says I am. Like, I'm really not. What makes you think I talk about you? You you always tell me the stories you talk about me. Like what? I can't. Dude, don't make, me, don't make me sound stupid right now. Don't snap on the podcast, you dick. All right, so what am I doing? So we're going to – you read a lot You read a lot of negotiation books. So you love studying the art of negotiation. I do. So we're going to give you some of Michael Scott's pro tips from Wikipedia that he got All right. on negotiation. All right. Hell yeah, let's do it. So if you watch The Office, you know that Michael Scott – negotiates salaries and companies and other great things and he has a foolproof list that he got from wikipedia all right let's hear it and so the first thing that he tries out is called establishing a dominant position and he does that <laughs> by leaning back and whispering okay um i think when done properly and naturally it is an effective technique however like all things, Michael Scott, it goes to the extreme. Oh, so I think really? leaning back in your chair to where you're practically falling over and whispering so nobody can hear you, like someone like Jim Halpert where he's saying, what? I, I can't hear you. Don't do that because you can't negotiate if you cannot hear what the other person is saying. Oh, good note, Matt. All right. So all what right. should you do? How do you establish a dominant position? That's a great question. I don't actually know. Because I wouldn't do that. That's not really me. I feel like dominance is established through like knowledge, right? Like through being able to, whether that's through reputation, um, but that's not how I Question. would go. So if you're going to interview somebody, you want to establish dominance, do you have a spelling contest with them? Yes. 
You spell what words would you spell, Dalton? <laughs> start with, do- start start with, with dominance. dominance. <laughs> <laughs> so gotta really set the point. <laughs> so we got a spelling test, and we're gonna see if you spell it faster and correct. Dominance, D-O-M-I-N-A-N-Z. <laughs> I win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just really funny to me. Go ahead. Um, I think it comes through like your demeanor, right? Like I, we talk a lot, or I mean, at least for me, I talk a lot about like energy, and um, there's a lot of nonverbal that goes on in negotiation that people don't see. Right? I heard it's like spreading your arms out wider. Sometimes. So, but that, that also comes off as, them. you know, more. Looking bigger. <laughs> that's a, that's the scare bigger a bear. Than <laughs> than a, ah! <laughs> I don't know. I think that'll scare a person too. <laughs> um, Can I have a raise? <laughs> okay, I'm good. You I'm know good. what? You're right. I'll pay you. <laughs> Master negotiator. <laughs> um, no, I think it comes through like establishing a connection and like a mutual respect for one another. Uh, but if you like feel like you need to establish dominance, I feel like body language and posture comes into play with it a lot. It's like that mirroring stuff, right? Yeah. Where, like you, if if you're, would it be like you being the dominant one if I was to mirror your body? That would make him like you more. Yeah. So oh, that's how that's you establish like okay. a, a connection. So for instance, like if I'm sitting down with the client and I'm talking to them and I know, for instance, when I'm talking to somebody and I'm telling a story, you know how I tell you I love to tell stories because I can tell when I have people. The way that I can tell that I have people is I'll move or I'll do something and I'll see everybody move with me. So I'll sit in and I'll lean in and I'll be telling a story. And if you lean in with me, I know you're engaged. And so then when I'm you know, talking or I'm doing a sales pitch, I'll lean in. And if the person doesn't lean in as well, they do one of two things. Either they sit there and I know that they're kind of still neutral. They lean in. I know I got them. Or they lean back. I know they, they don't like this. Something's going on. So now I have to go find a different avenue to make that connection, right? So I think that, you know, body language has a lot to do with, you know, at least in the sense of establishing dominance, um, body language, and even just different questions that you ask I have to try question. and pull out information. What's up? So would it be easier to establish dominance if, say, you had a deeper voice? I feel like that would be an impact, right? You can establish dominance by saying things with clarity, like as a matter of fact as opposed to saying things with an inflection where it goes up because that kind of is like, well, that's not the salary we normally pay, right? As opposed to being like an inflection down is more of like a statement. Like that's not the salary we normally pay. Two very different things. I'm scared of you now. You know what I mean? Like I saw, you know. I almost peed myself. I know you. I know you do. I was like, I don't want to raise. You need a straight cat? (laughs) You need a straight cat? No, give me a sound rod, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make this interesting. Oh, shit. Tactic number two. All right, let's hear it. Unexpectedly leaving the room. <laughs> just fucking going. <laughs> Wait, how does Michael, just how does Michael Scott do it? <laughs> waiting, the, waiting for them by the water fountain, just staring at them. He goes, dude. he goes, ask me a question. And Jim goes, I think that, you know, we lost a guy. I've been picking up the slack. I think I deserve a raise. Gets up and leaves. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like it needs to be warranted, right? Like, I don't think you can ask a question and then leave mid-answer and, like, expect that to be dominant. That's just going to be being an asshole. But, you know, if there is, you know, an, somebody offers you a salary, there's a sense of, like, the reason why people do that is to build anxiety for the person, right? Like, being, like, a, like a level of uncertainty. And a lot of times it'll be, like, if somebody in a corporation, you're talking to them and they're, like, oh, I want this salary. Well, you know, I don't really know if I can I can offer you that. Well, that's what I want, man. So like, you know, let's make it happen. You know, all right, hold well, on, let me go let me go make a phone call. And they leave. All the person's doing is sitting down in another chair, right? And like if the salary you offered really isn't unreasonable, right? You're not asking for a 
like 500% pay raise. And it's like within, they're just sitting there to make you think like, oh man, then they're just going to come back and they're going to offer you something slightly lower. And if you stick to your guns, you'll probably get your salary. You know, if you, if you're able to back it up with logic and reasoning, but to like ask a meaningless question, like, I don't know, like you like my shirt. Yeah. No walk out. Like there's no point in doing that. I mean, I think that means you got your answer. <laughs> I don't agree yeah, with you. I'm just furious. <laughs> Follow up question. Do you mm. think you could negotiate a 500% pay raise? Uh, no. I think I could. I would need a lot of leverage to pull that off. All you need is a lot of alcohol to pull that off. Hey, you know what? That <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. I like, yes. Shot for shot, baby. If I so, win, 500% pay raise. I win. Guaranteed. Question. Did you eat popcorn before? Yes, of course. Oh, then you win for sure. The strategy is there, Matt. strategy is there. I prepared for this. This is an interview. My guy. Tactic number three, changing the location of the meeting. I, no, I. that's a power play. I've never actually heard of anybody doing that that would just be very annoying because you're like planning on going somewhere and then all of a sudden oh hey actually it's gonna be here you know like it doesn't really like i wouldn't take that as being like oh shit like like he's he's calling the shots i now i have to meet him here i'm just just be more like yeah what is the what is the supposed result of that action like what's supposed to what's supposed what is it supposed to give off Uh, that you're coming to me i have what you want so come chase it you know what i mean i would just reschedule i wouldn't go chase somebody fuck that Unless it's a really, really good job. Yeah. And finally, tactic number four. Four. Declining to speak first. <laughs> and this is shown when they both sit down and, and they stare at me. each other for about 30 seconds. <laughs> and Michael gets uncomfortable and goes, I am declining to speak first. <laughs> I love Michael's guy. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't ever think I usually talk first, to be honest with you guys. You guys all know me. I talk a lot. But I, I don't know. I think there's enough wiggle room during negotiation to where if you speak first, then, you know, like my mom would always tell me, like, you never say the first price point because that gives them, you know, where to go. And I'm like, no, like if you give them a price point, shoot high, right? Or not even shoot high, but give them a range instead of saying, like, exactly like I want $70,000. Be like, yeah, normal salary in my range or for the title that I want is, you know, about 60000 to you know, a hundred thousand, give them a range, make them be the first to like make a distinct, like this is the point. And for the record of any of you, of you do that, make sure your low point is the salary that you actually want because everybody's going to go down to that. Um, and then if there is like, you want to make them think like, if they ask you like, you know, what's the salary that you want and no, don't give me a range, give me a number, make it very specific, right? Like make it instead of saying 60,000, cause round numbers give you that feeling that there's room for negotiation. Be like, I want, $62,367 and not an odd number. Cause like it's, it makes them seem, it makes it them think that you've put time and effort into calculating that very specific number as to being like, Oh the, well, yeah. Like they thought that that's what they need. Like it's too specific for them. They're not to be thought behind that when really you're like, I'd be happy with 65, but you know, I got to get them to come down a little, they're going to come down. So I'm going to go with this specific number. And a lot of times when people do that, the negotiation happens to bounce around that number, whatever that is, you know? That's actually really interesting. I did not know that. Did you use that when you went to UPS? Uh, no. Did you I use that when you went job. to Hustler? No. I just needed a job. You didn't ask for like some kind of um, benefits package of lube? Nah, they gave and... me a sex toy on when I got hired and I was like, all right. Cool. Did they really? Yeah. What did they give you? Uh, I think it was a, a rabbit company toy because only women worked there, except for me when I got when I started. <laughs> no, I... Except for me and my, my buddy, Michael. But you, they just hand, they give you a sex toy when you first start. And this yeah. is one that you were able to keep. Oh yeah, I got so much free sex. Not toys from test me. them out. No, no. I mean, 
the the owner or the the president of hustler uh he actually sent me uh toys to to test out so we would know how to sell it it was like a bunch of men's toys like strokers and whatnot strokers yeah yeah like uh they had this thing called the auto blow and it was like this uh this like toy and it was literally like just lips on the toy and it was like a sleeve and then the it would have like these balls around the sleeve so it would sh- it would go up and down and the balls would be rolling back like and side to side right and so it, it would give you like a blow drop feeling and it was called the auto blow that fucker was loud as shit i never tested it out because it was so loud it was like 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 how am i supposed to do this like living in like, living here and this is when living at the apartment and i'm like it's like, harla, harla, harla. <laughs> I'm like, all right, not going to do it. So then he came up to me the next day and was like, hey, how did that work out? And I was like, you know what, Philip, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Uh, it's really, really inconveniently loud. And I was like, it's, it seems like a good toy. The silicone's high quality, but like overall, it's it, they need to tone it down. So that like literally the next year we bought all the 2.0s. 2.0s were perfect. Yeah. But he never gave me a tester for those ones. So the fuck? I so, Dalton, one. like that toy sounds like it's something that you would use if, you know, there was an outbreak that caused, you know, people to not really be around to be able <laughs> to really perform that. Uh, sounds like the apocalypse, bro. Wow. That also sounds like, is it canon, bro? So, the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the apocalypse. I got scenarios. Cool. Hit me with them. First Kay. first off, do you guys think it's canon? I think apocalypse. Okay, hold on. Right okay, now? No, no, no. Very possible. <laughs> hold on. No, no, no. What do you mean is the apocalypse possible? Like zombies? Well, I'm going to throw you scenarios. Any right. of them. Hold on. I need another drink for this. So we're going to talk about how we would both handle the situation. I personally. Bass Pro Shop. Yes. But That's where I would go. Here's, here's what I'm saying is I personally love the idea of being so prepared. Like, you've watched Doomsday Preppers. Yeah, you're a prepper. They're licking their teeth, licking their lips right now to the situation that's happening because they're like, I'm so prepared for this. Like, I know how to ha- – I have all the food that I need for the next 10,000 years. Yep. Right? So I think that's amazing to be to be a prepper, to be ready for, you know, any type of apocalyptic situation. But I want to know just just your first takes on a situation, Okay. So this is the first first scenario, all right? You go to sleep, you wake up to a super bright light. It goes, boom, it's bright. You you get blinded. Pressure's so huge, you knock out, right? Okay. So you're knocked out for, you're in a coma for like a week. You okay. wake yourself up. Literally, everybody's dead, okay. all right? Maybe not everybody in the world, but everybody in the United States of America is gone. I'm the only American. You are alive. the only. You are the only person here. You're. This is the same. You're living here. Okay. You, the situation can happen tomorrow. Okay. Okay. What's the first few things you do? Like, how, like, how would you handle the situation? Where would you go? What would you use? Because nothing. You don't have electricity. You don't have a car. You don't have anything. Everything else is destroyed except for some reason. You. How do you handle that situation? What's the, What's the first like thing you do for the first day? Well, the first day I feel like is going to be spent trying to find your ass. Or just grieving. Honestly, I, I honestly think that that's how my first day would go. It would day be, two. It would be like the first day would be like trying to find out what happened and then finally piecing everything together because I find your fucking skeleton, you know, holding your dick or something with your fucking blowjob machine. 
Anyways, it's a nuclear. It's a nuclear. Uh, uh, yeah. So the the skeleton looks a little different. It's a skeleton. Um, see, it's such a David see, thing. Do you understand why it's I feel the way that I do? Now? Uh, yeah. And then I don't. I honestly don't know. I've never. I don't like the apocalypse. I don't. It, it freaks me the fuck out. So I don't think about stuff like this. What kind of apocalypse? Just the idea of everyone else being dead, or yeah, just like Fallout Four <sighs> freaks me the fuck out. You know, like it so just good. because it then I like. For the record, I think I would survive. Like I think I would, I'd figure it out and I'd be okay. But just the idea of like all my loved ones not being around and like having to like become somebody that I'm not. But here's the question: Do you stay here no, in this area? Absolutely not. Where Where would you go? Where would you want to go? If you can be like, all right, this place is just not gonna work for me. I need to go somewhere where I know there's you know wildlife and creatures and there's something living. I feel like I'd go to Montana. Montana. Just because there's like there's like so much wildlife out that way where I know that granted if you know, say we did get nuked or something like I feel like it's vast enough to where there would still at least be some sense of like wildlife there and there'd be an opportunity for me to like really be able to like make something, you know, but the travel out there because you don't have a car. Yeah, I know it would be a pain in the ass to get out there. And to be honest with you, I'd have to sit down, can you imagine? look at a map and be like, all right, how the fuck do I get Can you there? imagine? My, my, uh, my technique isn't so bad. It doesn't sound so bad anymore. Huh? Okay. Uh-huh. Are you going to pull out your phone and be like, all right, Google Maps, I'm going to type in Montana. No. All right, I'm not going to hit go so I can figure out how the fuck to get to Montana on my own. <laughs> he's, he's trying to do this to like a legit map. <laughs> not working. <laughs> he's scrunching up the paper making But what I'm saying is like, you have to find this location. You have to like literally start all over again. Like, what if there's like just you? You go to sleep at night and it's just literally pure silence. There's it, nothing. It'd be weird, dude. I feel like I wouldn't sleep. Like I wouldn't sleep at all because I would just be too paranoid. Like it would. It would be, be a rough first feeling. couple of weeks just trying to get used to everything. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What would you do? I love. I love thinking about situations like this. I ideally. I like to think, okay, there's been this guy that started like a full-on ecosystem and island on this lake. And he like used it all of recyclable bottles and used soil and put it onto the recyclable bottles. And like it went into the water and it became like its own little island that like supports itself. You know what I mean? And like he has like, like his, water world. Is that what it's called? Where it's just like they make lands of islands of floating metal. Similar. But this guy, this guy is like in uh, somewhere in Mexico. And it's it's super legit, it's super cool. Like, and like you think about it, like you're gonna have so many like just things destroyed and ability to use these things, you know, to help you survive. So I, I might just go into the like into like a lake and just set up there for a while. But man, I would love it if there were zombies. To be honest, zombie apocalypse. Have you thought about that? I have. How would you handle that? First day, you got all right. Zombie apocalypse. You got one person with you. It's not. It's none of us. It's like some random person that you met on the road. Just wandering with, with a weapon of your choice. That I oh, oh sorry I know I don't know him but I know the weapon. Yeah. What's what's your weapon? Your weapon of choice for a zombie apocalypse. I feel like I wouldn't want a gun just because the the ammo is it like could, it could be anyway it could be like a weapon yeah. like in like a video game. No, I get that, but I, oh, but like, do I get unlimited ammo? No. Okay. See, that's yeah. That's uh. I can already tell you what I need. What do you need? God of War axe. The Leviathan axe. The Leviathan. I feel, like I feel like I'd want the the, the chains from God of War. Oh, because you get the range, too. right? You don't got to get too close. I'll help you climb too. And help you climb. It's multifunctional. I love that word. But if I could, if I could have anything, it'd be a lightsaber. A lightsaber, yep. dude. That shit would wreck. You get into anything with that as well. 
imagine like being able just to cut wood just <laughs> you know what i mean like oh you need firewood okay you, you put you put a lightsaber on it like, and then it, it's on fire you boom you got fire instantly yeah okay you. never mind i want to change my <laughs> <laughs> i think a lightsaber is pretty cool yep i'd rather have a lightsaber but then you also got to be like can you imagine like just going to sleep and having to think about things that could be trying to follow you or attack you but in your world would zombies run or would they walk you know what? I, it would just be walking. Like, the second the whole running zombie thing came out, my anxiety shot up. I'm pretty sure that's when I started having anxiety attacks. <laughs> that damn thing. Yeah, you know, walking for sure. Mm. I need time to prep. Emily, what would your weapon of choice be for the zombie apocalypse? A uh, hatchet. A hatchet? Just a hatchet. Do you have an axe throwing? I'm good at that. How are you going to get the axe back? What there's if there's three two of them? them? Like, Thor powers <laughs> where it comes oh, back. Oh, the force. That's the Leviathan axe that he's talking yeah. about. Then, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. What about uh, you, David? Uh, well, you guys talked about everything after, but what about wh- so? Okay, asteroids coming. Astro. Oh, dude, that's the gonna ast- happen in April. Yeah. Emily, do well, I need actually, to worry about that? I don't know anything about that. Fuck, we need Mitch. So uh-huh. asteroids coming. We find out it's inevitable, and we find that out with forty-eight hours left. Oh. So the apocalypse is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. We've got forty hour- forty-eight hours left. Imagine how many underground bunkers are going to be purchased at that time. Can you I'm going to be a millionaire for the next 48 hours. Where the fuck do you buy an underground bunker? Underground. Literally, go online. Just you type it up. Okay, but how? Homeboys will come to your house, dig up your ground, and put a bunker in your house. Really? It's a legit thing. Really? You think someone's going to take their last 48 hours That's what on I'm saying. Earth? This is the prime time for their business. They're going to make millions, but it's what only going to last make- 48 hours. Yeah, but then what are they going to fuck are they going to spend the money on? So that's the funny part. That's the funny part. They're going to do all this work. Because <laughs> when they're most needed is when everyone's going to die. So what's the point? You know what I mean? So he's like when they're most needed, he's that's, not going to help. That's what they're thinking. What's the point? Why would I build? Why would shit? I go do all this work and for I'm everybody? Sure he has a bunch of bunkers. But then you got to also think, what's <laughs> the what's the type of currency that we'll be using if we're in that type of It's going to go back to, to bartering, dude. That's why it needs to be. It pays to study negotiation. We're getting off topic. You got forty-eight hours left. Okay, forty-eight hours. What do you do? I probably assume that I'm gonna die, so I just go hang out with all my friends and loved ones for the last forty-eight hours, and just if I wake up, I'll deal with it then. Dalton, um, I eat mac and cheese. I have my last shamrock. Eat all shit. the dairy, <laughs> as much dairy as I can possibly have, and I go take me away, Satan. Right away? Um, no, the because last... I feel like then that's an hour of eating. And, and then 49 hours <laughs> of pooping before that's a, you die. That's a lot. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's almost like you don't have enough time to go somewhere. You have just enough time to see everyone you love and say goodbye. And just enough time. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to die with them. You know, I would, I like, I would want to have my own space. So I would go to my own little Like a place. dog? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to go to my own little place and just hang out and watch the meteor just come to my face. You know what I mean? I want my moment. Yes, because this is only about you. Well, no, this is just, it's. I wouldn't want to be with everybody hearing them scream. That's terrible noise. But, I mean, if you're in the air and you're not in the hemisphere that the asteroid's hitting in, you could potentially. The shock wave of something that's going to destroy the Earth in general? You don't think that's going to destroy you? I don't know. I haven't done the math for it. I don't need to do the math. I well, know how that shit works. What was your tangent? Oh, think about how entitled we are to th- actually think we're going to wake up tomorrow. Like, think about the audacity that we're setting an alarm, assuming that we're going to wake up. You know what I mean? Like, that's some entitled shit. Because, like, realistically, all like all four of us, like, you know, knock on wood, you know, like, 
Emily, knock on wood. I know you don't believe in it, but I give a shit. Is it entitlement or privilege? Both. One more time. Four times. One more time. That's it. Because it's like, you know, we're assuming we're going to wake up tomorrow, but it's not guaranteed. We're assuming we're going to make it to work on time. You know, it's not guaranteed. So it's like, you know, shit like that. When we have these conversations, it puts it in perspective for me because it's like, you know, we think about, you know, these crazy scenarios where it's like, a meteor is going to come. There's going to be an apocalypse. There's going to be all these things. And like at that moment when we're talking, like death seems so real, but it's like, we're realistically not that far from it all the time. You know, like the coronavirus, you know what I mean? But realistically the death rate of car accidents is significantly higher. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's afraid to surf because of sharks, but it's like, we run that risk every day when we get in a car, we're just trying to be a little more careful. Yep. You know? So it's like, I don't know. Like it just, it, it puts shit in perspective. It makes me like happy that I can, you know, wake up tomorrow. Hopefully, you know, I woke up today. I'm happy for it, you know? And it's stuff that you see later on in life when like older people, you hear them talk and they're like, I'm just happy for another day with my family. And it's like, that's shit that, you know, we're so young that, that the end of the road is so far away, but realistically it might not be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, that, that's what that made me think about was like just like Ruben. I think Ruben or there was a podcast that somebody listened to that talked about that. Like how how dare we set an alarm assuming we're going to wake up tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know? That's a good note to end on. Yeah, you know. Appreciate every day. Appreciate every day. Wash your hands and for 20 seconds. Somebody hurry up and create a lightsaber for the zombie apocalypse. And in my apocalypse, zombies would run. They run? <laughs> oh, so you've been wanting to say that. Sorry. Because he <laughs> wants a reason to... Destroy them all with a lightsaber. Yeah, so like you can make things epic. Oh, and they jump high. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us and talking about the end of the world and uh, the coronavirus. And thank you uh, to our special guest, Emily, for uh, being so kind as to not point out my insecurities. And who demanded to be on this episode. And who... I was going to be here whether you liked it or not. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, again, there will not be an episode next week. We'll probably... We'll release a little something, but it won't be this long. But yeah, if you made it this far, thank you so much. Go ahead and like and subscribe. And on- uh, follow us on Drum Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, let me know how much you enjoyed my voice on this podcast and not Matthew's. Also, uh, drop a comment and a like on iTunes. And always review. a five-star review. Yeah, Always a five-star and review it. And let us know how great we are. Um, don't tell us the negatives because we don't want to hear it right now. Uh, we're in a very, um, very personal, self-conscious time in our lives, and we don't need to hear that right now. So, don't tell us. And right. also, um, <laughs> we, you know, we're taking a week off, and we understand that you know it's not going to be the most convenient for you guys, and we apologize for that. But I promise you, week twenty is going to be fire, and we have some fire 19.5. topics we're going to talk about. What was that, Matthew? Week nineteen point five. No, no, he means twenty is going to be fire. Week oh, nineteen point five is still going to be shit. No, it's yeah, not going to be as fire is gonna no, be, It's going to yeah. be shit. Because Hope you guys are prepared for week 20 because uh, we're going to come out swinging. We're going to come out with good vibes, bro. Just but straight good vibes. Until then, hope you guys have a great week. A fantastic week. And a great next week. A great next fantastic week. And until then, you guys, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye-bye. I think it's because I don't think that it's that far from the truth. Like, it's too real and too close. You know what I mean? Fuck that.